Another edition of Curveballs and Chair Shots. My name is Brandon Tanguma. Sitting beside me here outside of the Hobson household in the front yard. I don't know if we've ever done an official podcast here, Dominic. We've done an unreleased episode that's never going to see the light of day here. We've done official ones here, haven't we? We've always usually do them in the backyard. I don't know if we've ever done one in the front yard. I'm pretty sure we have. Apparently, okay, the, which one was it then, Dominic? I, I, motherfucker, I don't know. Apparently, Apparently is in the beginning. The beginning. According to the studio audience, because she knows everything, so if you hear some click-clack, riggedy-rack, shake-shack in the back, I got bars, bro. That would be the studio audience doing some yard work here at 8.30 at night. If you hear any coughing, it's because I'm smoking a cigar, had a hard day at work, and I'm Nothing to do with the coronavirus. Nothing, definitely not nothing with the coronavirus. Maybe. Maybe. We'll find out. We'll find Even out. though he is working, you know, he's an stomach, the essential worker. Maybe I should make a t-shirt design, Dominic the Essential Worker. Dominic, how are you doing today? Sore, tired, have a headache, but I'm here for the loyal listeners, a.k.a. my buddy Earl. Well, before we jump right into it, we got to have a shameless plug here on the podcast. We've been doing streams. We've been doing some video game Fortnite streams on the YouTube. I have officially rebranded my YouTube channel. It's not it's not under my name anymore. It's our YouTube channel now. It's I mean, Curveballs I mean, and Chair you, Shots. You run it, so it's still technically yours. Well, I mean, you're the social media ambassador. I'm the YouTube ambassador. There we go. Yes. There's your t-shirt design. YouTube ambassador. Good job. Yeah, thank you. Yes. So, try hard. If you would like to go and check that out, hit us with the subscribe. Normally, we'll go and play late night Pacific time, 7, 8, 9 o'clock. Sometimes, usually it's Fortnite. Maybe one of these days we'll play Call of Duty. <laughs> Who knows? Probably. Curveballs and chair shots. Pretty straightforward. Got the icon, our logo. You know what it looks like. Go and check it out. Our last video, we did it yesterday. We see Dominic clutching up on the night of Fort. Definitely was against real people. No bots detected. Dominic gets the Vic Roy. One of two we've done on stream. We won twice. Oh yeah, we did one twice. That's clutch twice. First time nobody saw it because I was looking at. St- I was. Oh well, yeah. Both that, times that, I was dead. That, that was the second time last night we won. Correct. But that was the second time we've recorded us winning. Correct. Right. We win more. We win. You know. We win so much. We have such a high record. percentage. Yeah that. We can't even keep track. I mean, if probably you want... Probably better than Ninja. Probably shot him out. Probably, probably challenge him next week. Are you fucking kidding me? Is somebody, uh, <laughs> washing, <laughs> washing clothes? Your mom. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go turn it off. You wanna, like, snip that part out. Or do you wanna keep it on? It smells nice. It smells nice, huh? It's a, a nice, cool air hitting my back right now. Oh, it's gonna get hotter. Let me, let, let me go to the, turn it off. You can, if you wanna keep the podcast rolling, it's up to you. I mean, maybe we'll take a, a quick commercial break. The first ever drier commercial break. Don't think we ever... I thought we had to worry about the studio audience in front of us doing some yard work, throwing rocks everywhere. But now we got to worry about the dryer behind me. 
making loud, copious amounts of noise. So we're going to take a quick commercial break, and Dominic will be right back. We can talk about the NFL Draft, XFL, Red Sox Scandal, UFC, AEW, all the wrestling news, and so much more. And he gets turned off. Look at that. Kobe! All right, and now we are back. We're going to start off with the X, not the XFL draft. There isn't going to be no XFL draft. We'll talk about some XFL in a little bit. But the NFL draft. So we're going to be those dumbasses that go and okay, hang on, talk hang on. nonsense. Not those. I'm going to be that dumbass. You're going to be Well, everyone here just, is dumbasses. Just an ass. Everyone who, you know, tries to say what's going to happen and why these picks are so great or so bad, they don't know anything. They're not fortune tellers. That's true. For all we know, the best player in this entire draft hasn't even been taken yet. He's sitting right next to me in an Oakland Raiders jacket. Like, I, I just really built you up right there, huh? You like that? Not really. But anyways, with the number one overall pick, the Cincinnati Bengals select Joe Burrow. Go Tigers. Yes, there you go. Actually, would it be Go Bengals now? It doesn't really roll off the tongue the same. I, I don't know. But anyways, no I, I am no fun. Uh, so, Joe Burrow, obvi- the obvious number one pick, him, Chase Young, go one and two. Pretty much what everyone thought was going to happen. Dominic, I know you're the big college football guy, so the person who watches all the college football in the world knows everything exactly, about right? every single player exactly. in this draft. You are the go-to analyst for these draft grades. One would even say analyst. The analyst. There you go. The essential worker analyst. There we go. What do you think of Joe Burrow? It is the Cincinnati Bengals. They have been, you know, pretty terrible these last few years. Is Joe Burrow going to take them to the promised land? I'm not going to say he's he's going to, you know, turn them around and they're going to go to the Super Bowl or anything crazy, but I will say their chances have gotten a lot better. He is a fairly, I would even say, well, you know, he has the potential to be a great quarterback, but the only thing that I have to point out is that was the same thing they said with Baker Mayfield, the same thing they said with Johnny Football, Mr. Manziel. They're so. equating Joe Burrow to Tom Brady. Tom Brady obviously didn't go number one overall in the draft, but very high praise from Joe Burrow. People saying that, you know, he's like the best quarterback prospect they've seen in some time since like John Elway or something like that. But, I mean, time will tell. It is the Bengals. I mean, they're not the Browns. They're not like these organizations, the racial slurs, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So I have some faith that they will uh, turn it around. Not saying they're going to make the playoffs next year, but I think uh, they did a good draft. I mean, if we're going to bounce. They were, they were uh, oh, and whatever last year's season, right? Dominic, they did win some games last year. Oh, they did? I thought they, were, they went defeated the whole season. Anyways. Anyways. So, as I was going to say before Tom to cut me off, the Bengals have paired Joe Burrow with a wide receiver from Clemson. So, obviously, they're trying to get a nice one-two punch over there. A.J. Green, who knows whatever the fuck is going to go on with him. Franchise tagging. He doesn't want to be there. They doesn't want to sign. But the Bengals want to keep him. So, what do you think this offense is going to be looking like with T. Higgins from Clemson paired with Joe Burrow? In the future, it has the possibility to be a, a pretty good one-two punch. I think they need to bolster up. They probably either need to trade or sign a decent, you know, another. Uh, I would probably say they're going to sign another receiver, um, maybe a vet or something close to it. Um, and then they need to make sure they're uh, um, they can protect 
Burrow as well. Number two overall pick, Chase Young, the Ohio State University from, uh, well, obviously he's from Ohio State, dumbass. Defensive end, kind of the consensus best player in the draft, but obviously the uh, Bengals need a quarterback. They picked him up. The racial slurs do have, as you hear Dominic yanking a chair in the background. Well, studio audiences are sit down, bro. Even though we do have a Helena Cell chair in your room that she, she could have used. Well, yeah, could have been a lot easier. Not my problem. It's her problem. But it was your problem because you had to yank it out. But anyways, yeah. Chase Young, I uh, mean, cornerstone for the defense. That entire organization, that entire team. Studio audience has coronavirus. Your thoughts on Chase Young and obviously, I mean... Oh, she's allergic to my bullshit. I like, I like how... Apparently. She's like, she picks the most difficult chair to put together. And when there was just an easy folding chair in your room. Well, I mean, I didn't know she wanted to sit out here with us. I would have brought another if, chair out. If, you know, if we're going to get mosquito bites out here, goddammit, she's going to get mosquito bites too. Okay, good to know. Actually, that actually might make her go inside. She hates mosquitoes. Does anybody like mosquitoes? Uh, Is there like a mosquito king out there? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, that checks off, checks off some of the sort of fetish box. But. but We don't kink shame here on the podcast. I appreciate that you brought it up because on my other podcast that I do, we're not going to name them. You know who it is. We talk, Are you sure you don't want to name drop him? I mean, if you want me to name drop, I'll name drop him. I mean, you name drop ours on, on his, right? Yeah. So name drop him. I mean, fine. you know, I, I do the bullet cast. Ooh. And for Boom. some, I forgot what we were talking about. We were talking about, like, feet or toes or something came up. And so I talked about my Lana story from WrestleMania, the two old guys really want to see showing the toes. And I said on the podcast, we don't kink shame here. But apparently Philip kink shames, Dominic. I mean, don't knock until you try it, right, bro? Yeah. Dominic, big foot guy, apparently. Nah, I'm not a foot guy. You're a mosquito guy. I'd rather, I'd rather have mosquitoes. Are we going to talk about Chase Young or just talk about feet and mosquitoes? Talk about feet and mosquitoes. Okay, then. Okay. Then, we, uh, we're just going to bounce around here. We got Tua Tonga-Vailoa going to the Dolphins. Then Justin Herbert going to the Chargers. I mean, it could have flipped either way, but the Dolphins, like Tua, has the long injury past. Justin Herbert coming out of Oregon, highly touted. Dominic, your thoughts on these two organizations going with a quarterback for the future, which I assume both the or maybe all three of these quarterbacks taken early are going to start. Well, I I think definitely for Tua. I don't know about Herbert, but um, I'm pretty sure he's going to gel well in, in Miami. Um, that they're what they were lacking was, in my opinion, a quarterback who could pretty much read a, read a defense. I think he's he has a decent understanding of that. Um, for Herbert, being that the Chargers are kind of just drowning in their conference, uh, I think getting a quarterback like him and kind of molding him into what they need him to be is, is, is a great pickup for them. They got two veteran quarterbacks on their team, so Tua could sit behind uh, Fitzy. Who knows if you know he's going to play. You know Fitzpatrick might start at the beginning of the year, and maybe Tua comes in later in the year when the season's kind of out of reach. I think uh, maybe Justin Herbert has a better chance of getting the starting job opening week, if there is even an opening week. But Tyrod Taylor is the quarterback for now, the uh, starting quarterback for the Chargers. So possibly uh, he can learn behind him. I mean, Tyrod Taylor, I mean, he's a veteran. I don't know exactly. He's not bad, but he's definitely, you know, 
I mean, he's kind of no like Teddy the Bridgewater. he's kind of the same skill set. A little bit of Justin Herbert, you know, kind of kind of speedy, you know, can get out of the pocket. But you know, I think Justin Herbert's definitely more of a pocket passer. And Tyrod Taylor, you know, he's good, but I think maybe Fitzpatrick is maybe, you know, maybe a better quarterback to kind of sit behind because he's been through so much. He kind of knows maybe a little bit more, but yeah. we're going to have to stay tuned and find out then. Going to the Las Vegas Raiders, going to be weird saying that they take at number 12, they take Henry Ruggs third from Alabama, the first wide receiver taken, but quite possibly not the best wide receiver in the draft. It was ranked, he was ranked number three. No wide receivers taken off the board quite yet. I was maybe going for C.D. Lamb. That's what I was saying. But they go with Ruggs. He is the speedster. Uh, people equating him to Tyree Kill. I mean, if he it turns out to be Tyree Kill, fan-fucking-tastic. Exactly. Don't know if that's going to happen, but I told you, maybe not on the stream, but while we were playing yesterday, that the Raiders are carrying on Al Davis's legacy, picking the fastest wide receiver, even though he might not be the best. And I agree. I mean... I feel like he kind of, in my opinion, he does kind of fit what the Raiders are trying to go for, um, being that they want the fastest. But um, if if you were sitting in that that room and you had to choose one of, well, I'm not going to say one of the red receivers, but if you had to make that first round pick for the Raiders, who would you have picked and why? I really like C.D. Lamb. I think I would have picked C.D. Lamb. I mean, when I was sitting there, I was you know chanting his name, hoping he did it. I mean, he played with Baker, played with. Jalen Hurts, and he played with Kyler Murray, you know, three fantastic college quarterbacks, and, you know, he was leaned on. He was a number one wide receiver, I think, for a majority of his time at Oklahoma. I think he's a really good player. I mean, if we're just going to jump into it, he gets paired with Amari Cooper. He is going to Dallas, so what do you think of that pick, and, you know, pairing up kind of the the older Amari Cooper with the young C.D. Lamb? I mean, I, I think if... Especially now that Randall Cobb is gone. First off, if Dak resigns, you know, um, I think it gives them another weapon. Um, I feel like, I feel like with his addition, if the Cowboys do not make it in deep into the playoffs, you gotta have you're you're gonna have to put all the blame not on Garrett. You put all the blame on Prescott, and Prescott leaves. All right, going to the other. Raiders first round pick. They take Damon Arnett out of Ohio State, a cornerback. The first two cornerbacks were kind of, uh, everyone kind of knew who the two best ones were. That third one was kind of up in the air. And the pick of Arnett was kind of a head scratcher for the people in the know, including ourselves, because, you know, we just know everything about the draft. But, I mean, they picked the two needs that we thought that they were going to go in the draft, but I think maybe the two. The, the players they actually picked. They just didn't pick the were, right players. Yeah, they're kind of head scratchers of the actual players they did. Yeah, pick. When, well, I like how when they're before the Raiders picked Rugs, they were like, "Oh, they're gonna go with CD or this and that." And then you hear Rugs, I'm like, "Who the who the hell?" Okay, fine, okay. And you know, me and my brother were kind of like, "Okay, you know, he's not he he's the third best." I don't know why they go with the first, but okay, sure, whatever. But when they picked Arnett, it was kind of like. Who the hell? Because we're going with Xavier. What's his name? Xavier. I can't remember his last Woods. name. Was it Wood? No. Fuck you. There's Woods. an Xavier Woods in the NFL. I think he plays for the Cowboys. Whatever. But I can't. But I know his first name was Xavier. I can't remember his name. But um, we were all on the impression that they were going to go for him. And then next thing you know, they go with Arnett. And we're like, who the hell is that? So and he he, did, he wasn't even going to play football anymore. 
I think it was his dad or his uncle was like, you need to go back and play. And, you know, good thing he did because he turned out to be – his last year in college was great. But, you know, you pick somebody who wasn't even willing to play anymore. Like, come on, man. And then squished in between all these picks, we get Jerry Judy from Alabama, wide receiver. We're going to have to – I mean, Henry Ruggs. He, he might be really good. Jerry Judy was considered the best wide receiver in this draft, and the Raiders are going to see a lot of him because he is going to the Denver Broncos. So it, it might be hard to swallow if Jerry Judy does turn out to be the best wide receiver in this draft while the Raiders have to play him twice a year for the next 10 years. That, that was a good pun right there. Did you make that pun because I was choking on my cigar? I don't even hard know. Hard to swallow and I drink the – no? No. I'll be honest, oh. I was just in the flow of things, and I'm just so punny. Do you fart? Oh, it was the chair. I wasn't even paying attention to your question, honestly. You're just too busy listening to my puns? Yes. It would, would it be hard to swallow to see Jerry Judy be in the same division as the Raiders when he was considered the number one pick? The number I mean, one wide I, receiver going to Denver. I think it goes with, Denver. with anybody who's been snubbed at a, you know, you know, someone that should have went first and they don't. I think it kind of gives them that chip on the shoulder like, look... You know, you could have had me, but you went with someone else, and it kind of gives him that the the fire, maybe even the desire of uh, of wanting to go out there and kill it. So yeah, I mean, I think uh, yeah, it's gonna be really hard to swallow if this guy starts just puts up numbers like To or Jerry Rice or anything like that. So then, right after the Raiders' number twelve pick, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers trade up, switching with the 49ers, going to number 13. They pick an offensive tackle from Iowa, Tristan Wirfs. We're not going to really talk about him, but segue into some big moves, some more trade news that the Tampa Bay Bucks did earlier on in the week. They traded with the New England Patriots to get Rob Gronkowski. Yes, the WWE 24-7 champion is coming back to play with his boy, Tom Brady. They get an offensive lineman here in this draft. The Tampa Bay really building around Tom Brady right now, and they're uh, maybe not looking scary, but they're looking uh, pretty damn good right now. Odds favorite to win the division? Uh, that's going to be – This is the NFC South is going to be really fun to watch. you got Carolina with Teddy Bridgewater. you got the Saints. you got Atlanta, which hopefully they'll have a bounce back season. Uh, and then you got Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, that entire division, I think, could be up for grabs. You're saying they're not going to make playoffs? Is what you're saying? I think they'll make the playoffs. If they don't win the division, they'll, they'll get the wild card at least. But, Dominic, can we... Sorry. We're already going kind of long. Sorry. Your thoughts on Rob Gronkowski coming back to I play mean, with this boy? I was really excited until I found out that he can't defend the title during a football game. How do you know? It's 24-7. Uh, did you not read the fine print that states... Uh, what's it called? They cannot partake in any... Div- something maneuver that could result in an injury or something like that so that means he cannot defend the title maybe he'll do he'll do the job off air maybe you never know i mean let's be real here all you really got to do is have our truth at spring training or a preseason game just roll them up real quick you're done that's that's all you got to say nothing on the football front what what are your expectations from gronk coming back to the nfl kills it I hope it's Gronk of old and he just just murders the game. I would love to see him and Like Tom his teammate? Aaron Hernandez? That's cold, dude. Cold-blooded. We don't talk about that on the podcast, right? I'm sorry. But 
the 49ers, who the Bucks traded with, they go with defensive tackle Javon Kinlaw, and then later on they get wide receiver Brandon. I, I got this. Ayuk. A-I-Y-U-K, from Arizona State. So definitely, we talked about it leading into the draft that the wide receivers in this draft were plentiful, and the 49ers continue to build up that strong defense replacing DeForest Buckner and then adding the wide receiver that they desperately needed. Who knows exactly how good he's going to be. You know, I think he was maybe the fifth or sixth wide receiver taken, but 49ers trying to defend that NFC title. I mean, it's definitely going to be a challenge for them. I mean, we'll have to wait and see. I don't know how well, uh, what was the wide receiver's name again? The what? Wide receiver's name for the Niners got? Great name. Brandon Ayuk. And he spells Brandon correctly. You sure? B-R-A-N-D-O-N. Brandon. Brandon. Um, I don't know how well he'll gel with Jimmy G, but we'll have to wait and see. Maybe the most head-scratching pick of the entire first round, the Green Bay Packers trade up to not, you know, bolster up their offense, get a defense, because they just got absolutely mollywopped in that NFC Championship game. No, they trade up to get a quarterback. They get Jordan Love from Utah State. Aaron Rodgers still has four years left on his deal, and yet the Green Bay Packers go and take a quarterback in the first round. Trade up to get a quarterback in the first round. What I, I are think they thinking? A, I think that's a great deal. I think you got four years of this guy to learn and study from Aaron Rodgers, who's, in my opinion, a great quarterback. Yeah, he's kind of fallen off the last few years, but I think, um, you know, you have four years to study Aaron Rodgers and figure out what makes him so good. And, you know, the pick, he's he's a decent quarterback for being a college player, but he needs that but you're extra... making a pick for... Maybe he'll play in the next five years. And that's best-case scenario because that means Aaron Rodgers is doing really good and you don't need to start him. And after what happened at the end, you were so close to winning the champ- the NFC Championship, and yet you go for a move that's going to maybe pay off in five years. I don't understand that. And then it, that on top of that, it's probably going to piss off Aaron Rodgers. He already has, you know, sour grapes with, you know, Mike McCarthy and, you know, everything else. I mean, yes, he learned behind Brett Favre, probably the best one-two punch for quarterbacks that we've seen in, you know, since Steve Young and Joe Montana. Yeah, but you you can't always assume you know the worst situation. I feel like, you know, they'll probably let him train, give them some preseason reps in, and then they might trade him to a team that needs a quarterback. You never know. And maybe they'll get something better in the deal. But did they rent the trade up for him? Like maybe I I mean maybe there could have been a team that they had a that they had some insight that might have been able to take him. I mean, apparently the rumors are that they were dead set on getting this guy. So I mean I don't know if that I helps mean, let's or be hurts real, the case. Let's be real here. If somebody was really wanting him, they trade up and get him because they know in a year or two when that team desperately needs him, they'll reel in the trade for him. You never know. You gotta think you can't always think in the present. Sometimes you gotta go into the future a little bit, bro. I mean, if he turns out to be the next Patrick Mahomes, you know, a quarterback taken late in the first round and just ends up popping off, I mean, we'll all be wrong. But I just think it, it's kind of uh, short-sighted. I mean, yeah. it's not short-sighted because, you know, you're thinking long-term, yeah, but no. you're kind of hurting yourself right now because I think they could have, you know, taken some it, some defensive players or maybe a skilled position player to really help out that team. And you're, gonna, you're basically drafting someone who's going to be on your bench. 
And that's not going to play at all. That, that, that's on them. Unless A-Rod goes down and has a debilitating injury, God forbid. And, you but... know, he didn't he break his collarbone like the past three seasons or something like that, too? Something crazy like that? I don't know. Dominic just always says shit pulling out of his ass with no context or no information. So we'll just go with it. Why the hell not? Okay. Okay. Fine with me. Then, the final pick in the first round, we got the Kansas City Chiefs getting a running back. They had a tumultuous running back situation last year. So I think this was a good move. Maybe you could have gone something with defense, but I think if you're going to go offense, definitely wide receiver or running back was kind of the spot you definitely needed to take. Do you think... Wait, who's their running back now besides the draft pick? Well, you got like Damian Williams, you got Darren Williams, you got LaShawn McCoy. You know, they all kind of platooned. One of them was hurt kind of at least one point throughout the entire season. So, I mean, if Clyde comes in from LSU, you know, big SEC dude, Hopefully he can come in, you know, make some uh, productive yards. You can still platoon with the other guys. Probably LaShawn McCoy ain't going to be playing on the team anymore. But, uh, yeah, as the dog's barking in the background. This has been just a shit show of a podcast. Well, you know, maybe if it does in the backyard, it'd be a lot better. I mean, we normally do it in the backyard. And I asked why we didn't do it in the backyard, and no one really gave me a complete answer. And yet, the audience comes out here just throwing rocks in the... Throwing the rock around. Throwing the rocks around. Delaying the podcast. You know, last week we had a, a delay... We didn't really have too much of a delay this week, but it might be more of a shit show this week than it was last week. Well, because you keep commentating on it. You can't just get through the damn podcast. I can't get through the podcast. The cockcast? What? Great. Now I'm talking about cocks. Anyhoots. So then uh, just kind of quickly moving on the Raiders, they take nobody in the second round because they didn't have a second round pick. Yeah, they have a third round pick at 80, what, 80 and 81 or something like that? They go back-to-back, 80 and 81. They pick two wide receivers, Lynn Bowden Jr. from Kentucky and then Brian Edwards from South Carolina. So they take three wide receivers out of the four picks, definitely trying to bolster up that offense. I think maybe they could have gone a little bit more defensive-heavy, especially maybe that 81st pick. I mean, it doesn't matter because they're back-to-back, but I think with one of those picks, he could have went with defense. But, I mean, hopefully these at least one of these wide receivers hits. Well, they need one of the wide receivers to hit, but I think, I think I do agree with you. Defense, not not to say their offense would have been fine with just one receiver or two, but their defense is what sucked last year. Let's be honest. I mean, where they needed a tackle, and they would miss tackles or they would, you know, give up so much ground. It's like their defense is what screwed them over so much last year. I mean, I'm gonna. Wait till I bury the the organization because I think last year they had probably the best rookie class out of any team last year. So obviously they did a good job last year. Hopefully this year they hit. I mean, maybe if just one of the receivers hits big and then maybe the other one just kind of stays around, plays, you know, maybe it's like the three or four. I think that's good enough. I mean, with all these picks, I mean, let's be honest. Not all of them could be home runs. I'm assuming Derek Carr still has his job. So you have Derek Carr, you have Josh Jacobs, you have. Rugs now you have, because um, I'm I'm assuming rubs r- rubs, rugs and taking the first receiver spot, um, and then you have um, was it Williams? Was the guy they got from the Chargers? Who was it? Williams or it wasn't Williams? It was. Who was the guy they got from the Chargers? I don't know. The internet play took a shit on me, so I was just kind of scrambling trying to trying uh, to pull it up. But, well, uh, I mean, I, I think their offense is decent enough. Um, you got Ingram still coming back. You have, um, not Ingram, god damn it, Renfro, Renfro, Winfro. Hunter Renfro. Renfro. Um, you know, we, we, we have a decent 
offense. The defense is what they need help with. So, And then finally, we're going to cap off the NFL draft with a quarterback, Jalen Hurts, quarterback formerly from Alabama, then he transferred to Oklahoma. He is now going to be a Philadelphia Eagle. So maybe similar to the situation over in Green Bay. Maybe not as decisive, or maybe not decisive, but, you know, controversial. Jalen Hurts, you know, I mean, kind of, I would say the same skill set as Carson Wentz, so I think it is a good pick to, because uh, with Carson Wentz is injury history, you never know if he's going to, I mean, you're not going to, don't really know if he's going to play the entire season, so I like Jalen Hurts, I like his skill set. Uh, hopefully he does well, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm hopefully for the Eagles' sake he doesn't have to play next year, but you never know, because Carson Wentz can't stay healthy. And then Big Dick Nick comes in for the save. Oh, wait, he doesn't play for them anymore. Do you know where he is, Dominic? Pop quiz. Yeah, I know where he plays. Where does he play? He plays for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He played for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He his Goodbye cur- and goodnight, bang. He is currently on the Chicago Bears. He is? Yes, I'm pretty oh. sure we talked about this on the podcast. I... I don't think so. Once I stop recording, you just forget everything, right? Pretty much. Okay, if it's not on the script, Dominic doesn't know. Exactly. Then, let's not go my president. to the XFL. Oliver Luck is suing the XFL for wrongful termination. He had a clause that he was owed all of his money, unless if there was just cause for his termination. He got fired right before the XFL, folded, filed for bankruptcy, and he is owed, I believe... $25 million, or the entire contract is worth $25 million. I don't think this is going to be a big old ugly lawsuit, but I think they're going to settle and, you know, settle out of court and some, you know, Oliver Luck's going to get paid. But, you know, an- another blemish on the XFL and kind of Vince McMahon and WWE in general, right? I mean, right l- now. L- l- let's, let's be real here, bro. Technically, could you possibly kind of, if you're the WWE, make it look like he wasn't doing his job well enough and that was grounds for termination by maybe not I mean if you wanted to be a real jerk here be like oh well you know you could have done this instead of for the pandemic and all that kind of stuff like could you turn it to where it's his fault or do you think because you know it's a world issue that they would not be able to turn it around I don't know I'm not a lawyer I just play one on TV Dominic oh okay never mind then fuck me I think they'll settle. I think, you know, if I'll set the over-under at about $8.5 million, what would you take that as? What would you take? Let's see if he's owed about 25 or more. I'll give you 12 and a half. How about that? Make it a little harder. I, I don't see this Oliver guy settling. I think he's like, no, I want my contract. My contract is 25. I think he's over. I'm definitely over. All right, Dominic, thanks. Oliver Luck. Is going to get the bag from the XFL. Then, moving on, we got the Red Sox. We've been talking about them for a long, long time, waiting for this penalty to finally come down. We've been waiting for, like, damn near two months since, like, February or something like that. And they finally, it finally comes down, kind of a, a news dump for the NF, or for the MLB. I think they released it, like, Wednesday, kind of like in the midst of, you know, the NFL draft hype. And I think this just got, blo- you know, just slid under the rug. Not exactly big news, but the Red Sox, for their dealings with the replay scandal, they're going to get their 2020 second-round pick taken away. And then replay operator J.T. Watkins is banned from baseball for the 2020 season. 
and he is banned from being a replay operator until 2021. Alex Cora doesn't get hit with anything. He is banned, but he is banned because of the stuff with the Astros. So nothing to do with the Red Sox scandals, but his dealings with the Astros is the reason why he's gone. Do you think that's just, is that their comeuppance, or do you think they deserve more? I mean, they definitely do not get the hammer as much as the Astros did. They're not getting that much hate as much as the Astros did. Maybe it's, you know, West Coast bias, and, you know, maybe a lot of people are Red Sox fans or whatever. You you think maybe a lot of the New York media would really be coming down on the Red Sox, especially since there's not a lot of news going on at this moment. I'm kind of surprised about how little people have been talking about this, but they really put the blame heavily on uh, Watkins here. And I haven't really looked too much into it, like with the Astros thing, so I can't really comment on, you know, how much everybody is, uh, you know, how much cause or effect is with everybody. Pop a top for the working man, right, Dominic? Uh, That's my third one, buddy. Wow, you stole my second beer? Yeah. Jesus, Dominic. Fucking, what's the, uh, what's the... You slipping. No, what's the term when you're, uh, you're coddling that beer? Is that what it's called? Well, I'm sorry. I got to host a podcast. I'm about, you know, three quarters of the way done with this thing. Would you like another beer, Brandon? No, it's okay. You got to drive home. Yeah, I know. I need to drive home. This 4% PBR is really going to kill me. Drive down the street. Maybe. Maybe? Maybe. I think think the punishment fits for them. Um, You know, if they were like the Astros and it caused them to win a World Series, yeah, it would probably be, you know. My thing is with the Astros, you got multiple people getting suspended. For this, you only get one person suspended. Like, you're telling me that one person is the only person involved in this? I mean, obviously the players aren't going to get anything, but just one person in the replay operating room or the higher-ups or anybody knew about this? Just seems kind of fishy. It is fishy, but also... To me, for what it's worth, it to me it was you know if they won like I said if they won the World Series yeah it'd probably be a way bigger deal, but you know I, I think I think it's good enough for now, until until you know the season comes and if it does end up coming around and you know they start just you know winning every game and shit then yeah I might bitch and complain. Would help if I unmute my mic. Yeah, do it one time during the podcast, Dominic. <laughs> Fucking whore. God damn it. Scared the shit out of me. <laughs> the mascot is a killer. And I had to unmute the mic for that, too. I don't know why I said that. You know, I apologize if I offended anyone. Okay. So, UFC 249. It was supposed to take place a few weeks ago in at an Indian reservation. Everything gets canceled. But because of everything going on, apparently the whole sports world is going to be revolving around Florida for the next coming months or year. Because apparently Florida is just allowing anybody to come in. Obviously, WWE, AEW we'll talk about in a little bit. But UFC coming to Jacksonville, Florida on May 9th with a pretty stacked card. We're not going to go over the entire thing, but the main event will be Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje, Henry Cejudo, Dominic Cruz in a bantamweight fight. Uh, we got some heavyweight stuff. We got Greg Hardy fighting on the... Uh, what? Hardy? Greg oh, Hardy. Oh, Greg Hardy. Not oh. Jeff Hardy. Greg oh, Hardy, you know, the woman beater from the NFL. Oh, okay, cool. And then the main event on the prelims, really good prelim main event on ESPN. You got... Uh, Donald Cerrone taking on Anthony Pettis. So that should be a lot of fun there. And also Fight Island apparently is good to go starting in June, Dominic. So Dana White talking all this shit 
and it's finally coming to fruition. Um, I, I, I don't know what would be more awkward, watching wrestling, professional wrestling, with an empty arena, or UFC with an empty arena. I don't know how to feel. Well, Dominic, I know you're you're new to the UFC game, new to the MMA game. No, you know, I I, I was, you Have know, you, I used to spar with a with a UFC fighter who, you know, he was on on the cusp, he was ascending to stardom, and then he decided to go to dirt bike racing. You know, I've been knocked out by this guy. Let's be real here. So I'm not new. I just breaking news. Something Dominic's never told me. I'm not. I'm ever. not new to it. I just unless he's lying. I'm not. He used to live around the corner. He used to spar with him. Anyways, on the Ultimate Fighter, on kind of the lower level shows that UFC has, they run fights in gyms, in empty buildings where all there is is just kind of the essential people, the fight camp and all that stuff. So uh, they did run UFC at the beginning of this pandemic in an empty arena in Brazil. It's not as awkward as I think wrestling is because wrestling is literally based off the crowd and, you know, trying to get the energy from the crowd and all that stuff. But, I mean, I don't understand how ESPN was kind of the reasoning for UFC getting shut down last month, and now apparently ESPN is perfectly fine, or the Disney Corporation is fine running shows now, only a month later when seemingly nothing has really changed. But maybe now because the it's an actual, you know, United States government approving this maybe they feel a little bit better instead of having you know a you know on a native american uh site and apparently dominic is being distracted and what no i'm just staring at my brother in the kitchen it's weird man just looking for something anyways is it hypocritical for disney to ban the matches last month but now they're allowing it this month even though we're kind of in the same position we are if not worse Hey, money controls everything. All right. Who run the world? Girls. Or money. Or money. Um, who makes the most money? Girls. Um, is that true? Dominic, going on. I mean, if you want to talk about it, Girls. equal pay and everything, Dominic, you know, I'll sip this beer while you can go on a little soliloquy on four scores and seven years ago. Um, no. Um, what? I like how he turns the light off. And the light gets turned off. Is Bray White coming out right now? <laughs> Bray it's Bray Wyatt. The shot glasses? They're in the they're in the garage in the thingy. Like how he has to turn off the light for that though, thanks. The... What why is the studio why is the studios out here? Why is the mascot out here? Because it wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't have the studio audience and the mascot. And they're both interrupting us. Everybody's interrupted us at this point. A goddamn dryer interrupted us. <laughs> I'll handle my business later. Anyways, Uh-oh. Fight Island taking yes. place. Oh, the studio audience apparently wants to go on a, a tirade about. Apparently, Dominic is mad because the studio audience doesn't work. What? She was going to say something, and then she. Oh yeah, she gets paid more than me. She's not working. She's not working, and I'm working. He, she gets paid more than me now. So she's gonna be start buying us Friday dinners when we do the podcast and everything now. Okay. Next year, when the whole world gets back to normal, maybe 2022. Maybe. Maybe. She keep, she stops doing that stupid fucking rock eyebrow at me. 
You know, you know, you notice when you really piss her off, she does the rock eyebrow. That's why we have the merry emoji. That's the merry emoji. It is. Can we hear this up? I'm getting bit by mosquitoes. Fight Island. Yes. Apparently going to be a real thing starting in June. Okay. I will see it when I believe it. Then, continuing on with Jacksonville, AEW is going to return to Florida next month. In May, they will be doing a live show and then a tape show, so they will run live every other week. WWE running in Florida. Now that, I guess, pro wrestling has been deemed essential, UFC coming to Jacksonville, AEW going back home. I'm just saying, and, and this could happen, if if WWE... So, I, I was reading that... Um, that they find it a little suspicious that, you know, they deem WWE not essential, and then they come back, oh, yeah, no, they're essential now. And there's thought of saying that, you know, there's been some money involved with Linda talking to Trump and Vince giving some money. Are you money. telling me that the McMahon family ha- having ties to Trump has affected them positively in a Republican-governed state? Yes. What? But could you see them saying to AEW, hey, you're not allowed to wrestle. Could you see that happening? And then I think what legally, would legally, they can't do that. You can't Why deem not? one wrestling company non-essential while another one is doing the exact same thing. I mean, I mean maybe you can be I petty could, and be like, though. "Oh, you can't have any wrestlers at ringside, and they can't do the, you know, having a little crowd." But you, you can't just outright ban them. That's that just smells and just basically just a steaming pile of corruption right there at your front. But it wouldn't be life without it, right? So I think that's what's going to happen. I think they're going to do their one show, and then they're going to be like, hey, you guys can't do that anymore. All right. We'll have to stay tuned and find out about that. Uh, We've talked about the wrestling releases last week. Cassius Ono has been the latest one, and Chris Hero is going to return. Shout out Chris Hero. Kind of the last release, furlough, layoff, whatever you want to talk about, whatever you want to call it. So uh, your thoughts on Cash Zona. Finally getting the boot someone who was on NXT, never really got a sustained push, always kind of being that veteran, you know, gatekeeper. I will say he was, I wouldn't necessarily call him a jobber, but who would you say, a talent? um... I've always been very high on Cash Zona. I thought he could have been... A lot more. I mean, this is his second stint with WWE, and both times he was kind of in the same vein. You know, he's probably more of a coach than a player. Exactly. You know, he was somebody that, you know, could help someone newer work a match, get them over, and really ascend a star. Um, I It sucks that we do not get to see him on any main roster or anything like that. Not that I don't think. I feel like if Cassius Ono was like forty-five pounds lighter, he probably could have done more in WWE. Which I, sucks to say, and, but and that's I just do kinda agree. I do agree. Yes, what it is. I mean, yes, he he might be a little he might be a little thick, but I think he wrestled. I mean, you got Keith Lee, who's a thicker boy than. But Cassius he's also Ono. more, in my opinion, more athletic. I think Cassius Ono might be, you know, in his prime. Well, I mean, not his prime, but I think Cassius Ono is a damn good wrestler. Yeah, and I, I'm not taking that away from him, but I mean. I do agree with that. If he was lighter, they might. In my opinion, his Chris Hero gimmick, persona, whatever you want to call it, and his ring attire was a lot better than this Cassius Ono one. I didn't like the the speedo with with the jersey or whatever. I didn't like it. Fun fact: Chris Hero gave me my worst wrestling autograph ever. No kidding. I know he 
met him at WrestleCon, asked him to sign like a PWG DVD, and then he just signed it with like a faded out Sharpie. You can barely even see it. And then did you just say, fuck you? No, because I was scared timid, like I normally am. Oh, okay. I think I paid like five bucks, ten bucks for it. And you're like, oh, you're like, broke anyway, so oh, here. Thanks. You should probably tipped him. Next. You should probably tipped him. No, could have got a photo with it, maybe. Maybe. And I met Lita there, Dominic. Yeah, fuck you. Let's keep going. All right, then a, another WWE release, the Revival. They were there before. They got released before. It was cool. They have come out with their new name, sticking with the FTR gimmick. Now their name will be The Revolt. They have posted some videos on the socials. That's going to be their name, The Revolt. I guess they've got some heat because there's another Revolt team down in the Carolinas, but... I guess you can just do whatever you want because they're the goddamn Revival Revolt. I don't like that name. I'm sorry. The Revolt. What else would you call them? That's very similar to the Revival. The Relevance. The Relevance. Yes. You know, Dominic, you said some stupid shit on this podcast, (laughs) and that might be one of the stupidest. The Relatives. The Relentless. There you go. The The Roof... Oh, were we going to say the same thing? I was going to... No, it was not. What were you going to say? I was going to say something like with Riv in it, like, I don't know. The Riveting? Can you just say the Revivals? I'm, I I don't know. You I would, just ass- add I would assume extra... WWE might maybe add like an extra V. Revivals. Yeah. Revival. There's loopholes. Just take it all, like all the vowels. Just no. Just, Revival. Re- just remember, kids, your, your poop hole is not a loophole. That's sodomy. Dom, would you like to give the studio audience and well, I guess the entire audience yes and update on your asshole it's brown and in charge just like my president wait who's my president again Donald Trump would be the one that's in office it's definitely not as and by the way while that. we're here while you guys are listening I would advise you guys do not drink bleach don't drink disinfectant don't do that even though our I can't inject it into my body like he wants me to do apparently not but he did say that he was being sarcastic which is kind of you know what I say when I'm an asshole, but then everyone takes it all getting butthurt. I say, I was being sarcastic. Come on, guys. Don't get too butthurt. You know, if the mascot can't calm down, I'm not asking them to leave. You're gonna... Then finally, some more WWE, maybe not releases, but some more economic impact, I think, of this whole pandemic situation. There's going to be no WWE 2K21. 2K20 was oh, an utter clusterfuck. Oh, I know, so sad. I know we don't really talk about video games. Don't really play a lot of video games. All you do is play Fortnite, maybe some Spyro, and some Call of Duty when you're allowed or when you just sneak past with the studio audiences at home. But that yep. ain't that yep. happening too much recently. Your thoughts on no WWE 2K21? You know what they need to do. They need to go back to the basics. Here comes the pain. Shut your mouth. No mercy. No mercy. Probably the best video games I've ever played in my life. Go back to the basics. Stop. Stop being so advanced. Back to the basics. They There is going to be, I think, a WWE video game release, but it's just not the 2K banner. It's going to be maybe more cartoony, maybe more over-the-top. It's not going to be like a real simulation video game, but... God. We will have to stay tuned to find out now. Let's get into the wrestling recaps. We got. Right, I'm just saying, it is 9.09. Let's finish by 9.30. No promises. Okay. We got... Some Money in the Bank qualifying matches. We get Aleister Black taking on Austin Theory, and Black wins and beats Theory in a good match. Once again, Zelina Vega and her crew plastered throughout the entire show, being everywhere. Zelina on commentary, her and her boo thing getting a little spaff on the ramp. But in the end, Aleister gets the victory and qualifies. Well-deserved. I'm actually starting to get into Austin Theory a little bit. I'm starting to dig him a little bit, so I, I, I would not... 
hesitate to see him catapulted to the main roster and you know I'm not saying WWE champion. I'm saying, you, you know, Intercontinental, United States, attack titles. You know, I could definitely see him somewhere in there. Shayna Baszler in a squash match. She wins, and then she beats up the jobber afterwards, showing how big, mean, and scary she is. I guess getting her heat back after losing at WrestleMania. Yeah, well, she needs it. She's, uh, you know, when I can, when I think I can take some, take her, you know, that's a problem. I mean, you've already been knocked out by one MMA fighter. Do you need to be knocked out by another one? Yes, as the mosquitoes hovering around your head. Almost got me right in the eye. Yes. Then we got Bobby Lashley trying to show off how how much of a big, strong boy he is as he lifted not one but two very big tires, and then Lana was right there cheering him on. Apparently Lana and Lashley aren't in a fight anymore. They're not getting a divorce or nothing. What the fuck is going on here? Okay, I... I'm not drunk. I'm not buzzed. I just, to, I just have to ask the question. Is Lana and Rusev, like, I know they're not divorced, but are they having issues or something? Like, have you heard anything? Because I feel like, you know, they're, like, totally, like, separated. Or maybe they're just, they've already paid the price once for breaking kayfabe. Maybe they're just not posting anything, you know. I find it... It's really odd, maybe. You know, I see them posting photos of their dog. Maybe they have, you know, shared custody of it. You know, one gets it on the, you know, every other weekend type thing. Because they're legally married, right? Yes, Dominic. They are married IRL. Oh, in real life. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I'm cool. No, you're not. You're hot. A... No? Okay. I'm the most bearded one on this podcast. I don't know if we talked about it last week. Dominic, please shave his beard off. Fuck you. Yeah, they bring it up again. The studio on shaved me. Bre- Brandon, do you want to ask Dominic's Mary- beard want- has been shaved off. Do you want to ask uh, the studio audience uh, what she- you what you could do for her to get a new iPhone? Dominic said that apparently for me to get a new iPhone, because I guess my phone sent him straight to voicemail, because my phone already knew that Dominic was going to spew me with some bullshit, that he's tired, he doesn't want to do the podcast, so, but I'm going to do it anyways. But anyways, apparently he said I, I have to get waxed, or the studio audience has to like put a finger in my ass with the No, the I, I, I said wax your asshole, and she might... I just, I just combined everything together yeah. in one. Wax his asshole, you buy him a new iPhone. I don't know who's like, what's the winning scenario? How does she win in this case scenario? That she gets, yeah, she gets to wax. So you. she, and she buys you a phone. But then she, she just nose deep in my asshole. She, she ain't gonna nose fuck you. She's well, she gonna she, get her finger. She, she's gonna get hot wax with a little wood stick and smear it all over your butt crack and maybe even your in your hole a little bit. She's gonna put this paper thing on there and she's just gonna go yeet and then you're gonna. And then what happens when my asshole gets flipped inside out and you gotta take it to the hospital? <laughs> I'll push it back in. Is that what she does with you when you got to get your, your cream put in? Uh, no. She uses a utensil called a dildo. Use your imagination. Bible? No. Yet. Yeah, we don't own one yet. I, mean, I gave you a cock ring and a fleshlight, and you just disposed of it like it was nothing. Well, the cock ring ripped my pubes out, so... Because you don't shave. 
Well, I mean, I didn't know I had to, to use it. They should probably put that on the fucking label. I mean, if you Shave put like a, if use. you put a rubber band on your arm with a bunch of hair on it, it's gonna hurt. Or put a rubber band on your head. Hey, 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 hey we're out front right now. I don't want my neighbors knowing about. I had a cock ring and a flashlight. Like, let's keep it down a little bit. Right? Lisa Ann butthole cock ring. Don't get it twisted. No, no, it was not a Lisa Ann butthole cock ring. It was a Lisa Ann butthole flashlight. Comma slash parentheses. And you got me a cock ring. And parentheses, common parentheses. Because the cock ring was a free gift, because I spent over, like, $200 or something. Hey, let's be honest. You bought someone else a toy, too. So don't put all that shit on me, because... Yeah. yeah. I had to get my own toy, and then I got it. Got one from my, from my brother. And then he threw it away, apparently. Didn't need it anymore. He needs it now. Oh, he needs it now. <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to the podcast. He probably doesn't. And hey, I don't give a fuck. Like, like, I'm not supposed to know. We got Nia Jax taking on Kyrie Sane, and Nia Jax tries her best to kill Kyrie. Doesn't do it, but comes damn close to it. Do you think this was a was a shot at Ronda saying like, "Look, bitch, that's gonna be you one day"? No, okay, it's just then. Nia Jax being reckless and not be very good in the ring. Hey, she's a former Raw Women's Champion. So. She's not like most girls. <laughs> she's not she like hurts the other she's girls. irresistible, unstoppable. Simply irresistible. I thought you were going to sing it, but then... I don't know what that song is. You never heard that song? No. Okay, never mind then. Okay. All right. Uh, we get Seth Rollins coming live from his house or something in like some weird goth throne thing, and he talks some soliloquy about Drew McIntyre as Dominic summons in the studio audience to get him some more alcohol, because Dominic has a problem. I was saying shots, but I guess she hasn't... She doesn't want to take shots, so. Seth Rollins promo, Dominic. Thoughts? It's actually really good. Um, I, I feel like this heel Seth is better than the ones we've seen in the past. Um, I, you know, it's probably guaranteed that he's not going to win the title or anything crazy like that. But um, this whole persona of him being the prophet or the messiah or whatever you want to call it um, fits him really well. And going forward... I, I could see him being a heel, being this persona for maybe a few years, actually. If it, it's if, if steered correctly, I feel like it, you know he could do this for a long time. I don't think I was as high on it as you. I thought it was okay. I thought it was kind of you know steer, uh, you know spinning the tires a little bit. But I think in the next few weeks, as we get closer to Money in the Bank, we're gonna get some more. Uh, some better promos, and some more intense angles. Uh, then we get another Money in the Bank qualifying match. We get Apollo Crews defeating MVP, who apparently is not retired anymore, even though he said he was retired after he had a match when he came back, but he's not retired. Hey, it's MVP, man. You respect him. Legend. Trailblazer. Is not what you think when you hear MVP. You think jobber, placeholder, never made it to the top of the mountain. Hot take. Uh, nice to see the Apollo Crews getting a push after that long match with Aleister Black, so at least they're doing something with them, which is what I asked for. Which is a great thing, but I still don't think they're going to give them anything, so. The Riot Squad explodes as Liv Morgan defeats Ruby Riot. I mean, the match was all right. I think Ruby Riot could be so much more, especially with Becky Lynch being uh, the champion right now. I think Ruby could be something, you know, going up against. Becky, you know, having a different heel that she really hasn't gone up against in the past? I mean, I feel like... I feel, do I think Ruby should have 
should be the one to dethrone Becky. No, um, but I'm pretty. Didn't Becky go through everyone? Or she? Or no, no, it was Ronda went through everyone, huh? Last year, Ruby was out the entire year because of double shoulder surgery, so she kind of missed the whole Becky push. I still don't think Ruby's the one to. I'm not saying she needs to win the whole thing. I'm just saying she's just another stepping stone for Becky to conquer. She's gonna be the, you know, year and a half, two but year I long feel, champion. I feel like. That should have been WrestleMania. Then it was Becky and Ruby, and you could have had Shayna at the end of that come in, and you could have a year-long feud between Becky and Shayna that culminates at WrestleMania with Shayna winning. Hot take: Dominic thinks Ruby Riot should have main evented WrestleMania. No, <laughs> not main evented, but I mean that should have that, realistically that should have been how it went. Then is you could have had Shayna come in the Raw after Mania. And then that starts a year-long feud, and then it culminates at WrestleMania next year, 2021. Speaking of the Riot Squad, Sarah Logan, who was released last week, apparently was at Raw and supposed to be on the show, but then I guess last minute she was not needed. So not a, a, another not good look for WWE to fire somebody and then ask them to come back and then not use them and to possibly you know expose them to the coronavirus or something. Hey, let's be honest here. It's WWE. If if they if they fired her and then said, Hey, actually you want to come to Raw just to you know, we might actually need you depending on what happens, you would say, Yeah, sure, it's a paycheck still. You she's, need money. She's getting paid regardless. Okay then, so then what the fuck is the problem? We're gonna talk about another wrestler who got fired but yet WWE is still using them in a wee bit. We get Rey Mysterio defeating Seth Rollins' buddy Murphy. Money in the Bank qualifying match. Good match. Nothing really to speak on, but... I feel like Buddy should have won, not, not Ray, but whatever. Yeah. Then we get Andrade defeating Akira Tozawa. I mean, I like the match. Andrade kind of getting his heat back a little bit after the match with Drew last week, but I just don't understand why Tozawa is in here, and he's always losing on Raw, but then he's going to go down to NXT, and he's going to win matches on NXT in the Cruiser Division, defining him down, and all that other bullshit. Like, you can't just bring somebody else. I mean, I mean, I I I don't have an answer for that. Actually, I was trying to think of something smart to say, but you're you're right. Why why do you bring up him and then put him back in NXT and you win? You could bring in like any other NXT you're really talent. So, you're, you're that's not in the cruiser. Holding him to Chris. What cruiser? Wait, what? I said Chris Jericho almost. I thought you were gonna say Chris Benoit. Whoa, who who was that? I don't, I don't know who that is. Sounds like a Hall of Famer. You know, Brandon, real quick, talking about Chris Benoit. My buddy Earl. Not my, I don't even say my buddy. My friend Earl. Apparently avid listener of the podcast, so shout out to Earl. Look at that. I, I pay attention, Dominic. I bet, you, like you. I bet you he's going to pop. He's going to be like, oh, yeah. But, just saying. Me great and him, great me, impression, me, Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> me and him both agree Chris Benoit should be in the Hall of Fame for his wrestling abilities. Not for what happened that bad night, but for his wrestling Technically, ability. Technically, it's over a weekend. Whatever. We both agree he should be in the Hall of Fame. For what he did in the wrestling business, not what he did that day. He killed his wife and son. I rest my case. And whatever. Then we go on to Bianca Belair defeating Santana Garrett. I mean, Bianca Belair looked good in a squash match. But uh, the Street Profits, by God, they were so fucking annoying. Eh, yeah, well... It was bad. Let's be honest here. I'm hoping they lose their tag titles. 
Uh, oh, they can get fired. I don't really care. Also in the tag team division, we got the Viking War Raider experience playing, doing carpool karaoke or whatever, and other being cosplayers eating turkey legs in their car. God, I hate WWE. Then finally, in the main event, we got Drew McIntyre defeating Angel Garza. I mean, once again, kind of the theme, a lot of matches on this show. And the Zelina crew has been used a lot in these past few weeks. And I think they've all been kind of defined down since Drew has kind of easily gone through all of them. And it also looked very bad that they had the three-on-one advantage, but yet Garza and Theory were too scared to face Drew and attack him. Well, I mean, it kind of shows you that, you know, Drew is a force to be wacking with, you know. Wacking with? I'm buzzing. I'll be honest here. I'm buzzing a little bit. I think it was a mixture of the cigar and the three beers. Kind of fucked with me a little bit. It could have only been two beers, but you stole my beer. <laughs> Fucking be a man and drink them shit. And then, let's move on to AEW. They start off done yet? with a Cody. I, we got eight more minutes or seven more minutes for me to go, so. Well, hurry up, motherfucker. The Cody promo, Dominic, your thoughts? You know, I actually did watch the Cody promo. I did watch the first two matches. Until somebody gets summons to play Fortnite. Yes. Because Dominic, once again, doesn't understand the concept of a DVR and watching shit later on. Actually, I did record it, just never watched it. <laughs> Love you, Brandon. You're the best. Or you can just record the entire series so you never have to individually record it. You can always I just did actually there. do that, too. Oh, my. Guys. Holy shit. We don't talk about SmackDown on this podcast, because every time we talk about it, it's just going to be dated and irrelevant. Yep, exactly. Even though, shout out Sonya Deville. And Mandy. Underrated Sonya Deville. Very underrated. Then, a match that Dominic apparently did see. Darby Allen defeats Sammy Guevara in the TNT Championship. I will say. Tournament. That was actually a very good match. I was intrigued the whole time. And I like how Darby got the, the bloody nose and kind of like made it even more psychotic. It was really cool. I agree. I thought it was a really good match. I like they set up Cody and Darby a few weeks ago. Haven't really gone back to it, but now they're obviously going to you know pull from that building up in this match. And with uh, Lance Archer being the clear-cut favorite on the other side of the bracket, I think having two baby faces uh, to go up against him on the other side definitely makes more sense because I think if Sammy were to win and it was Sammy versus Cody, it would just be super obvious that Cody's winning. So now it just gives you a little bit of doubt that maybe Allen will... Uh, Pull off the victory, but probably not Cody's going to win. It's going to be And that, that, that was going to say, that was like, I'm pretty sure Cody's going to win this shit, so. Then we get Matt Hardy cutting a promo at the compound. We do a duality promo where he first goes in Broken Matt character, and then he tosses it to, I guess, regular, non-gimmicky Matt Hardy, which, I mean, it is kind of crazy. It is kind of kooky. Maybe they're setting up to have, you know, two different styles of Matt Hardy like Bray Wyatt, but... I mean, I like it. I think it's kind of a nice way to introduce the Matt Hardy uh, Broken Universe character. If they do have two mats, a broken and non-broken, do you agree or like it? I mean, it's isn't that still kind of copying Fiend and Bray? Like, would you, would you have an issue with that? I mean, if it feels up to me. I think I would just strictly go Broken Matt. I don't know exactly what you can do with regular Matt, unless if you do go with the whole you know, evolution of him just doing every single gimmick he's ever done. Like, if he does, like, Money Matt or Unkillable Matt or, you know, V1, Hardy Boys, whatever. I mean, that could be kind of, you know, stupid and kind of too much to handle, but uh, who knows? I mean, I have faith in Matt and his vision. 
Uh, he called out Sammy Guevara, so maybe we're going to get kind of Matt and Guevara and a little teaser at the Hardy compound until we get Hardy and Jericho in the real, you know, main event of whatever, maybe a TNT or at a double or nothing. Would you be okay with maybe the evolution of Matt's going with the inner circle and then it culminates to a Jericho and Broken Matt? No. Okay. Just Broken Matt. Okay, fine. Then we get to Kenny Omega defeating some dude, Angels, Angles, somebody. Took him like... Kurt Angle? Not Kurt Angle. Oh, okay. Even though he's looking for a job. Kenny Omega took six minutes to beat this dude. Don't know what the hell's going on. Why is Kenny Omega taking six minutes to beat a jobber as the mascot is on a killing spree? You know, mascot's going to get neutered again, I think. Need to stop barking so much. Um, He's got small dog syndrome. I know. Um... R.P. Shelby. Um, Shelby was a medium-sized dog. Stella has major small dog syndrome. R.P. Sticky. Um, I think uh, Kenny is falling off a little bit. I think, uh, in my opinion, going from New Japan, being the top star in New Japan, and coming to this company where, I'm not going to say he's not the top star, but when you're not the main draw... I think it kind of messes with the psyche a little bit, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think it's something that they've not completely botched Kenny Omega's push in AEW, but I think he could be so much more. Uh, yes, they've kind of hit. They had something with him and Paige, and obviously Paige can't be there, so that's kind of hurt them a little bit. But uh, the Scorpio Sky interview, I thought that was fantastic, and I think that's something you could have done early on in the Dynamite era, and just kind of do stuff like this to introduce all these people. Because I think. Dynamite and AEW is kind of taking for granted, you know, who knows what when it comes to all these characters. Well, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't watch Being the Elite. So I don't know. I mean, I know who Christopher, Christopher Daniel is. I know who Kazarian is. I know the Young Bucks, but like, I'm going to rewind real quick. I don't know who Scorpio Sky is all that much. I don't know certain aspects of the Elite. Um, I would love to learn more about them or more in depth with them. So, yes, promos like what Scorpio Sky had this week would benefit someone like me who, you know, who, I love wrestling. I love it. But I'm not fine-tuned in depth with every wrestler, so something like this does help me better understand the product. We got Orange Cassidy taking on Jimmy Havoc. Cassidy gets the win. And I thought this was a good match. Obviously, the Cassidy gimmick doesn't work with an empty arena, but I thought it came across well. Cassidy getting a win, kind of establishing him, not being a super you know, funny match, kind of a little more serious side to him. I thought that was a nice little evolution in Orange's character. Yeah, well, I, I, I still can't stand him. Hot take, Dominic Knott does not like Orange Cassidy. You don't like him. I love Orange Cassidy. No, you don't. He's the man. Shut the fuck up. You're lying. You're lying. Bible. I love Orange Cassidy. Bible? Bible. You're a bitch. Yeah, why are you looking down to the devil when you say Bible? Look look, look God in the eyes. Look God in the eyes. Bible. Okay, fine. Bagel, you happy now? I'm happy now. All right. Okay. Then we got MJF cutting a promo from his rat house, talking about his severe injury being the reason for why he has been wrestling. He suffered a hangnail while gambling. Hopefully, MJ, I mean, thoughts and prayers, hopefully he comes back. Well, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I've had a hangnail. Weeks and weeks I was in pain. 
I feel his pain. I, I if hope... He, if he re-aggravates it, he might have to go and get surgery. He might be out for like six to eight months. I mean, longer. I mean, it's like a triple fusion bypass, dog. Did you like? Did you like com- like combine a heart surgery with like a knee surgery, triple fusion bypass? What the hell is that? Did you like that? Like a, it's like a spinal heart. Okay, like I just said, did you like that? You like that? I did. Okay, thank you. Good job, Dominic. You. you know, you said some funny stuff on the podcast, Dominic. And that, that's the first thing. That ever. might be the funniest thing because we don't have a lot of stuff to pull from. Thank you. But anyways, in the main event, we got Dustin Rose defeating Kip Sabian to advance to the semifinals. Dustin, for some reason, put his uh, career on the line, even though this really didn't call for it. But he got the win in the end. So how come I feel like him. that's going to be like the typical go-to thing for him? He's going to go on a losing streak for a couple weeks, and then, I'm going to have my career in life. I can't beat this son of a bitch. I, I'm going to retire. And then he wins. It's like, I, I don't want this to be a go-to thing for him to end up winning a match. You know what I mean? I agree. I, I mean, I don't think you should, you know, just throw it out there willy-nilly like that. I, I mean, he threw it out there. I don't even know if it was officially on Dynamite when he made that announcement, but, well, it was probably like on Dark, but... Nobody really watches Dark, especially now that it's only like a 20-minute show on YouTube. But anyways, let's move on to NXT. I know we've gone over the limit. Yeah, I know. It's 9.31, Because man. you were too busy going over your triple bypass fusion neck surgery for a hangnail. Well, you said you liked it, so fuck you. We uh, The main event of the show was going to be Velveteen Dream and Finn Balor. They hyped it. It was kind of the big thing going in. They had a, uh angle on it last week, and then they don't deliver on it. Finn Balor gets attacked and then never really heard from again. So what do you think this means for Finn Finn? Finn? For Finn Finn? I feel like, uh, I, fuck, I don't know. I I don't know if if this continues on with Velveteen Dream. I don't see where, where Finn could go that doesn't end up with Velveteen. So I'm kind of... Do you make this like a Walter thing? Do you make it like a Killer Cross? Or a, I don't even know what his, his first name is. But Killer Cross, do you make it like that since he's he took out Tommaso Ciampa? Oh, I, okay. Maybe it was the same dude who took out uh, Hideo Itami in the parking lot. Maybe. I, I'm not too sure. Still waiting on that. Exactly. But I'm just going to say that uh, whoever... It's still going to culminate to a Velveteen Dream Finn Balor match. I just don't know where and when. Don't know if you uh, know about this, but apparently Velveteen Dream might be in some hot water because apparently he uh, sent a dick pic to a 14-year-old. Is this confirmed? Dominic, it is censored, if you're asking. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not saying I want to see his dick. I'm saying, is it 100% confirmed that it is a dick pic from him to a 14-year-old? Well, it was on the internet, on the Twitter. Take everything with a grain of salt. People are saying, oh, God, here we go. Dominic's going to go on the internet doing his investigative I'm, I'm not, journalism. I, I'm not looking for a dick pic. I just want to know. But people are saying that maybe it was doctored or whatever. I'm not going to, you know, we're not going to go into it. We're not going to completely slander him. But we're just going to acknowledge it and move on. Velveteen Dream cuts a little bit of a promo uh, after Finn gets attacked. And then Undisputed comes just down. Just let you know he's denying everything. He gets the beatdown from the Undisputed Era, which sets up Dream and Keith Lee to take on Adam Cole and Roderick Strong. But then Lee gets taken out by Damian Priest, and he gets paired up with Dexter Loomis, Velveteen Dream, that is, pronouns pal. And they get the win, Velveteen Dream pinning Adam Cole in the main event. So hopefully this whole dick pic thing doesn't get him into too much hot water. 
because it seems though he is on the fast track for a NXT title match. I'm reading. Shut up. Well, Dominic, we were supposed to end four minutes ago, but now you're just making it longer than it needs to be because you... Because, I'm sorry, I brought up dick pics and Dominic got intrigued and now he's off on a tangent looking at shit. I know the I'm, perf- hang on, I'm zooming in. Hang on. I know the perfect way to get Dominic to stop looking at dick pics. Let's talk about Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox, and Shotzi Blackheart. What? There we go. Dakota Kai and Reyna Gonzalez defeat Tegan Knox and Shotzi. Unfortunately, your girl Shotzi does take the pinfall loss oh, here. Man. Gonzalez getting her heat back after losing to Knox last week. So continuing on with this feud, maybe it builds to, uh, you know, maybe a, a bigger match with these four later on down the line. Maybe Kai and Knox in a one-on-one. But uh, yeah. Your thoughts on this tag team match? It's it's a horrible loss for Shotzi. Like I'm so sad. Thoughts like, of prayers. Like I, I I hope she can bounce back from this. Um, granted, what 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 what's uh Dakota Kai's partner? What's her name? Reina Gonzalez. Reina Gonzalez. Who the fuck brought her up? Just saying, she does not fit anywhere in this. I mean, I understand she cost Tegan at fucking whatever takeover it was. But, like, she fits nowhere in this whole picture. I'm just saying. She's Dakota Kai's heavy. I, okay, your point? There's They could have chose someone else to, to fill that hole. That's already on NXT. Maybe Nia Jack should have filled that hole because she's so terrible. She should be sent down. Exactly. Then we get Jake Atlas taking on Drake Maverick in the first round. Well, I guess I guess it's the first round of the Cruiserweight uh, Round Robin Tournament. And they just completely acknowledged what Drake Maverick said on the Twitter. And they kind of, I don't know if I'd say it was exploitive, but they definitely leaned into it. And they were kind of like not outright saying like what this meant and, you know, the circumstances, everything. They just said that he's not with the company anymore. And I didn't really like how they, they handled this. But with them saying that, I think automatically we knew he wasn't going to win. I mean, like you said, they could have said, hey, if he wins this, that means he gets his job back, blah, blah, blah. And he still could have lost. But they but... do kind of hint at that, that this is like his last chance, his last opportunity. And he's, I mean, he said like, oh, he's going to end his career as Cruiserweight Champion, which I mean, I guess that's kind of a way to have a hook. But it, I just, I'm not going to say I was uncomfortable, but I just didn't like how they, you know, plastered that video in, on, the te- on the television. And just kind of made him relive it. Well, not not like that, but like just kind of making him be out to you know just kind of telling that story when technically the way that they're portraying it isn't actually what's going on. Let's be real here. I think he'll come back, but be more of a behind the scenes person when this is all said and done. I think, in my opinion, Jake Atlas gets the win. So then they go back to Drake Maverick backstage, and he's all crying, pouty face once again. So once again, Drake Maverick is a, a sad, sad boy. Man. Man, thank you. Uh, we get to Kushida defeating, I almost said Tegan Nice. It's Tony Nice. I just realized that. You got Tony Nice and Tegan Knox. Very close. Someone's got to change the name. Great. Now this is going to be Tony and Tegan. I feel like it'd probably be Tegan. Tegan. Anyways, yeah, Kushida whatever. getting the win. I think he's the favorite to win this. I'm hoping he wins it because. I think he deserves it. Okay, Dominic thinks that he deserves it. Uh, speaking of your girl, your girls, Mia Yim, she gets in a she's in a squash match, gets the win, and then Charlotte what? actually shows up what? to the promotion that she is the women's champion of. 
who would have thought? And she kind of gives Eva a backhanded compliment, and like they're going to have a match somewhere down the line, maybe next week, maybe next month, who exactly knows. I don't know who to root for. Oh, wait, easy. Miriam. Miriam is a... Uh, Blazing Asian. So Charlotte is uh, below Miriam on your uh, NXT ratings. Who's, number, who's the number one, Dominic's number one NXT woman? Is there a such thing as a tie? I mean, if you want to get... I'll tell you who is at the bottom. Candice. Oh, but she's a bad, bad girl now. They had a very good promo. When I, I guess a, it was a promo. I almost said Tegan. Candice and Johnny sitting at the dinner table, kind of going back and forth, kind of explaining why they turned, because nobody was there for them when they needed them the most, but they will have each other, just like us, Dominic. As I look to my left and see the studio audience and the mascot just staring us down. Because we're going over, brother. Yes. Not over as like we're winning. We're going over like our time because yes, everyone exactly, hates us. Exactly. We're like uh, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. Yeah. Fuck them because that's why. Fuck them because we're the best. Then we got Iho de Fantasma defeating Jack Gallagher in the Cruiserweight Tournament. And uh, he wins. Apparently the Luchador brothers who are just abducting everyone. Phantasma fights him out. So maybe people saying that he's the leader of this whole thing. I can actually see that happening now. Holy crap. It all makes sense now. It You're does. welcome, Dominic. Brandon? Holy shit. You're a smart man. And now he's being accused for dick pics. Yep. And that whole lead-up was muted. So that's a perfect way to end the podcast. Good job, Brandon. You, you fucked it all up. are welcome. So, as your neighbor parks... Right there to look at us talking on the front porch. Fucking end it, hurry. Fucking end it. Oh, end it you hurry. want me to end it? I'm end not going to end it. We have no emails. We have no DMs. Curveballs and share shots. Curveball and CS at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook. Curveballs and share shots. Fucking end it. Dominic has to go and break the seal because his dumbass drank three beers while we were recording this podcast. So make sure to tune in to the stream on the tube of you. Maybe doing something this weekend. Maybe Definitely. my stream. I don't know. Maybe something next week as well. Dominic has signed off. You really, oh, you did mute it. Good job, Dominic. So until next time, that's been Dominic Hobson. My name's Brandon Tanguma. There's the studio audience over there. The mascot, Dominic, all the Dominic's neighbors that I've walked by. Goodbye and good night. Uh, bye-bye.